would you be more comfortable with your shirt off, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, what episode is this? Oh, I was going to do that later. <laughs> See? See, I know. Threw him off his game. Slappercast, episode number 77. Seven, seven? Is that double hockey sticks? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, when they're fighting. Because <laughs> we're up in the air. And we're here with a very special guest, uh, auxiliary blackguard, I guess you'd call him. <laughs> our, our fiddle player, off and on fiddle player for 12 years now, Jeffrey Duncan. Hey, Jeff. everybody. Thank, thanks for having me on the show. Yes. Long time listener, first time caller. So That's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. And this is the very first time we've done a remote guest, too. Yeah. So this is very educational. Yeah, this is going to be a 12-part series. So uh, thanks for calling in, Jeff. And, uh, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Ken Burns is helping to write this with the 12-part thing, right? Yeah. Yes, go Ken. Uh, yeah, man, great to have you on. We're, uh, we're, 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 we're all flying high here on a beautiful Sunday in you know, humid old Houston. And uh, we're, you know, like Chad said, this is number 77. We've talked to Jeff... Uh, for for a hundred years about coming on here now, so we're 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 delighted to make that happen. And uh, Jeff, the first time we met you was, I said it was at LeBear, but uh, yeah, Chad said it was uh, Molly's downtown. Yeah, it was upstairs at Molly's. Upstairs at yeah, Molly's. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And you're yeah, right. that was after you guys got me fired from LeBear. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not supposed to dance in the kitchen. Don't take that's your right. work home. That's with right. You. It's not sanitary. Yeah, that's why. That's why we no longer dance for Thunder Down Under. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All this talk, I just I must go get a hot dog. Mm. Um, sorry. <laughs> so, anyway, let's try to clean it up for a Sunday. Um, but yeah, so so we we met we met Jeff. Uh, actually, I think it was first was an email. So, so you had, you had heard that there was some Irish rock and roll happening in town. Is that correct? Yeah. So I have a lot of friends that are in the Renaissance festival circuit. Um, I actually worked at the Renaissance festival one year in the, in the performance company, they call it where you, I was in a little Celtic music trio. And so kind of walking around and hanging out with that group, I got to hear a lot about blackguards. I heard the album. A lot of people were playing it in their cars and all that. And I was like, man, this is cool stuff. I really love the band, bands that have, obviously, that have violins and fiddles in them. And they're not, they're, you know, doing stuff that's different with violins and fiddles. I always love that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. So that's how I first heard about blackguards was just, you know, through that group. And I, uh, you know, listen to it for a while. And then I just got up the courage one day and I said, you know what? I really like this stuff. I'm going to reach out to these guys and just, <laughs> you know, introduce myself and see if I can inject myself into their band. I know that's usually really bad etiquette with band stuff, but I was just like, oh, I'll give it a shot. So <laughs> I, I, have to, I, I have to say it's, it's bad etiquette when you walk onto the stage unannounced, uninvited, un, you know, unknown, et cetera, et cetera. You did, you did the absolute correct thing you it was an email it was a uh, you know and it was cordial and it was it wasn't hey you know you guys are pretty shit you know but i could help you you know <laughs> that's the way i approach yeah, it that, yeah so if yeah you, i i mean i have played live music for a while now and I, I think i was in a band when i wrote it to you guys and i knew i was like when i wrote that email i was like oh they're gonna hate me because i know when i play music and these random people come up they're like oh yeah i play fiddle blah 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 you know and i'm like oh just go sit down yeah <laughs> so i felt really i felt really awkward but i'm glad yeah. it worked out well it, it definitely was and do i detect a canadian accent are, uh, are, are you just, are you just, yeah, it might still be there a little bit. Yeah. Hey. I mean, yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, uh, so where are you from? So I was born in Calgary, which is Western Canada. Isn't that where they, um, kill, isn't that where they kill Jesus? Uh, uh, no, that was, um, like five miles down the road. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, <In> Michigan. <laughs> uh, Sorry. That's yeah, Calvary, right? Oh, sorry, Calvary. sorry, it's sorry. close. Okay. It's very okay. close. Okay. Um, I think it was well. Anyway, but yeah, I was born there. I lived there till I was about eight years old, and I moved down to Houston. So I've pretty much lived most of my life in Houston. Um, but Canadian-wise, I really feel like I more relate to northeastern Canada because that's where all my family's from. Yeah. And when I was growing up, we would uh, spend every summer when I was out from school up there for three months. So I pretty much spent 
I feel like I spent more time in that part of the country than I did actually in Calgary. So I kind of relate more with that area than I do Western Canada. I get you. I get, well, I, I, and I, of course we sing your praises often, but I have to say that you, you definitely, I mean, Eric, you said it too, the first time you heard him play, uh, you, you definitely pull that, that style in with you. And again, I wasn't familiar with, with the Canadian, you know, the Canadian Celtic side of, of music, you know, you, you as, as you dig into this music, you, you tend to find, but I, I know the first time, cause Eric's, Eric C. Hughes has only been with us a small time, but he his his eyes and drumming everything lit up when when you played with us, and it was because it's not a you know uh, Eric's played with easily some of the best players on the planet hands down. I've, his his resume is just just we, we we're we're still in awe. But uh, when when Eric would when we would discuss the shows prior to to the performance, you know Eric's literal hair blew back yeah you know i mean it, 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 I, I, as 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 you know as you know i'm trying to be conservative here i'm trying not to but i mean you you you're you're the your your face the first time you heard him play because we introduced him to you on stage yeah no you know, and, and yeah and our, when when jeff walked up i was just like, hey how's it going good to see you whatever and then after the first time that uh when you played jeff i was just like oh yeah this is this this cat's this cat's the real deal. Was yeah, that yeah. wasn't on your back porch the first time you heard? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah with the that yeah. first live stream we did. I think. Yeah, the acoustic. Yeah, yeah. Really, still, really, really one one of the more fun. Not that there's, there's any ones that are not, but I, I remember looking over to you a couple of times and just and and also Leslie, uh, Leslie would. Yeah, she uh, uh, she she took note too, Jeff. So so you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> now. Now, uh, true or false, Jeff? Your parents, uh, um, Ch- Chad's napping right now, so we'll. Uh, um, uh, Jeff, true or false? Your parents used to take you to your mother in particular used to take you to these blues bars and just thrust you upon the stage and say, "Take it." Basically, actually, both my parents did. So my both my parents are very musical. My uh, yes, my dad is uh, Peter. You know wannabe singer songwriter actually he has written a couple songs that are really good and um why are we just that. hearing this and i know he I mean, he's sort of in the same circuit as your your mom chad right with the whole kerrville folk festival and oh, all okay. that stuff so cool. he, we that's sort of how your mom well I'll, I'll get into that later but yes they used to take me to shakespeare's pub here in houston when i was growing up because it was just down the road from where we lived and um they would sneak me in, even though I wasn't 21, and uh, we would go to the blues jams. I think it was Spare Time Willis. I don't know if you guys know him. Yeah, I've seen like him play. Yeah, yeah. so he hosted a uh, blues jam. Um, it was like on Tuesday nights or something. So we would go in there, and one time I, you know, you sign up on the list or whatever, and I signed up and I wrote fiddle, and this was very funny. He came, he looked at the list, and he looked at me, and he he. You know, spare time's like your typical old school jazz, uh, blues guy, right? Yeah. Big, really big guy. And he looks at me and he goes, boy, we don't play no do do here. <laughs> 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 but uh, he let me come up on stage and he, they all enjoyed it. He's like, boy, you can fiddle the blues. I mean, yeah. he would say that. And it was yeah. it was really fun. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that was that was that was one of our most favorite things is we were able to throw these these uh, curveballs and uh, at you. Um, with, you know, with, it, it, I remember writing the set list, you know, and looking at Chad or looking at whoever. And, and just, yeah, Jeff doesn't know that one. Good. Good. This, this is the, <laughs> yeah. you know, and no fear. Yeah. You know, one, one of my favorite memories of that, the very first time he played with us at Molly's, uh, and our, our friend Brad Jones was in the audience, I remember, so he'll remember all this. And this was key because we were playing a bunch of stuff that you'd had never heard before. And one of them was, or at least you weren't familiar with, uh, one of them was Fisherman's Blues, uh, mm-hmm. the Water Boys, and so we we had been in the habit at the, of those those two piece duo shows that Patrick and I were doing on Wednesday nights of singing all the fiddle parts since it was just the two of us. There's no fiddle there, so you came in. It's the first time we'd ever met you, and so Brad is out and he, Brad was singing the fiddle parts too. So as we're playing, Brad is out there singing, and you and you're like your, your eyes are are, fo- are just fixed on him. <laughs> 
with this look of intense concentration as you're replicating in real time <laughs> what he's singing. Yeah. And this was the other best thing about, about it still is the best thing about working with you. Is like you, that I think you came back for the next week or whatever, but you went all those songs you heard that first night, you went home, you learned every single one of them and you came back mm-hmm. and you, it's like you, you, had play, been playing them your whole, your whole life, you know. Mm. So that was something else. That's a sign of a good musician, right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. And but and, and his parents, uh, which Peter and I are going to have words because I didn't know that he was writing music. But uh, uh, Kathy, your mother is also. I thought just because she, she, she never, you know, Peter, Peter and I had spoken at length about Bruce Coburn and many of these these uh, artists that I, I I really didn't know enough about. Canadian. Well, Canadian, yeah. yeah. And, and it was able to shine the light on. And, and Kathy would, you know, we'd exchange pleasantries, but there was no real musical talk. But then I, I heard her sing one night. And that's and Jeff, you had told me that you're, you're uh, I'm, I'm sure it's both, but you had picked up a lot of your harmony and a lot of your, uh, a lot of your melody ideas through her. Mm-hmm. That's when I was stunned. I was like, all right, well, this is the real deal because she is, uh, well, they're, they're both such fans of music, full stop. You know, they don't, I know they listen to that grind core and the, and the, you know, the, the heavy rap and all that stuff, but, uh, mm-hmm. Chopped and I mean, screwed. yeah, but they listen to everything and they love every kind of music as long as it's heartfelt. If, you know, if you're going to go up and do the, you know, do the Macarena, you know, I'm sure that they got, you know, they'll, they'll make time to do something else. But uh, it was just, it just such a, such a thrill to see so much music in, in a family. That's, uh, it's, it's tremendous. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I give a lot of credit to my parents for exposing me to like, you're just talking about all kinds of different styles of music when I was growing up, because it's just, you know, um, widen my view on different types of music that are out there. And I think that's really helped to influence me in my own playing. Like I remember I have memories when I was a kid of driving in the car and my dad would be listening to Mike Oldfield, um, like tubular bells and five miles out and like these really crazy prog rocky things. Yeah. And I remember I was probably like eight and I loved it. I was like, Oh, this is so cool. You know, it's just different. And ever since then, I've just been always like, drawn to all these different styles of music. And I really credit my, both my mom and my dad for a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and the prog rock thing too, we had, we had our, the, the, the incomparable Mr. Keith York, um, mm-hmm. we, we, we took him up to Arkansas with us for a, for a weekend. And, uh, and of course your name came up over and over again. Cause you worked with him with the Coleman brothers. Yes. Is I that did. correct? Yeah. And, uh, uh, he, and Keith is a huge prog rock fan. I am oh, not, yeah. I, 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 I appreciate what they did. I don't listen to prog rock at all. Um, no. but Keith York is the prog rock king of Houston. That's it. Just end the story. Oh yeah. But your name oh. came. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he and I geeked out. We drove, we did a gig one time in Lake Charles, Louisiana and he and That's I drove together. To. Yeah. Yeah. And we geeked out the whole ride just talking about like that prog rock stuff. <laughs> it yeah. was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. He kept looking at me like, you're way too young to know this stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> sounds just like a bit. Yeah. God yeah. dog, how do you know so much? Jeff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and uh, um, uh, so, so Jeff, so you get in the car right now. What are you listening to? What's in there? Just. Uh, let's see. So lately I've been kind of on a trend. You're going to hate this, Patrick, but lately I've been on a trend of listening to some, uh, uh, electronic music, like European electronic music. Cause I like the beats. It keeps me going when I'm working and when yeah. I need to get places. Um, and there's some, like, you know, I grew up playing classical music. That was how I got my start. And a lot of these European DJs kind of use your, uh, classical music styling, but yes. they turn them into sort of these electronic things and it just it appeals to me for some reason and it's just kind of what i've been into lately but i go through phases like i'll be into bluegrass sometimes i'll get into um folky singer songwriter stuff sometimes i mean my i have these different tastes that just come and go all the time and i just and sometimes i'm listening to like old 1940s countries texas swing stuff you know just so i jump all over the place yeah and the the now the texas the texas play where who was it the playboys the yeah. Swingfield Playboys, right? Well, that was the band I used to play in, but... What are uh, they called? Well, they were called the Swingfield Playboys. Yes. And uh, who was the legendary uh, Bob Wills' steel player? 
Yeah, that was Herb Remington. Yeah, he passed away lately, right? Is, uh, yeah, it was recently? about three or four years ago, I think. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, but... Yeah, so... Go ahead. So, and, and just, just on that note, Eric, get in the car right now. What's in your player? What, you, what are you listening to? Uh, Dio era Black Sabbath, of course. All right. Nice. Always. And, uh, Always. I, I do have a collection of... Uh, sorry. I'm trying, to get my, getting, trying to get dressed here. It's fucking cold in here. Um, it's always cold in here. Yeah, uh, collection of um, uh, uh, mostly uh, Mexican music, but it's American songs like pop songs from the '60s that they were re-recording in Mexico and Spain and and uh, Central America. I love that stuff, and it's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, there's a, there's a, there's a box set called Nuggets, which is a bunch of like '60s era either psychedelic stuff or one hit wonder stuff that's out there. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, like four CDs or whatever. This is called Los Nuggets. Okay. And it's all the same kind of stuff. And it's, 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 it's amazing. Excellent. I, I, I would expect that Chad, you're getting in your car right now. What's in there? Uh, lately it's been nonstop crowded house because I'm trying to keep my, my singing voice in shape lately. And that's, uh, that's long been my kind of, my warm up to sing yeah. along to Neil Finn's, Neil Finn's range is yeah. pretty much, where I am or where I need to be. <laughs> yeah. Chocolate cake. So, and I love that stuff. So I've been listening a lot to their second album in particular, uh, Temple of Loman, which is my, I think one of my favorite albums of all time, but it's also, I think the best album they put on. Excellent. Personally. Not familiar with any of that. That's the one that better become home. Better be home soon is on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I only know that song from a duo. Right. <laughs> a duo set. Um, <laughs> Patrick, yeah. Patrick, get in the van right now. What are you listening to? Would you believe there's the Kinks as a live Kinks record in there right now? Is that the one? And Glenn, yeah, yeah, and Glenn Campbell, uh, mm. yeah, some old Glenn, Cam- you know, the classic uh, Glenn Campbell hits. Can't and, uh, with Glenn Campbell. Wichita Lineman, that's a cool song. That's a yes. great song. I like that's Playground a, Susie. That is a cool song. Play- Playground Susie's my favorite. Where's the Playground Susie's yes. my favorite one? Uh, but I mean, you just can't go wrong with. I, I didn't like when he got into all the. He started doing all that nineties, that those ninety cover songs, those ninety hits. Uh, um, that, he did that. a good version of Tom Petty's Walls, though. I thought I didn't have needed any. Oh my god, I'll, Tom I'll, Petty's what? I'll hit you guys to that. Okay, including you, Jeff. Tom Petty's uh, song Walls. Walls. I don't know the one. You got mm. a heart so big, yes, it could crush. This town, that's all I can't record. hold out forever. Is that one Even of his later? walls calm down. Here, let me, I'll get the guitar. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck, I'll sing it. What, yeah. what album is Gosh, that? That sounds like an old-timey country song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think Tom, Tom's version is kind of shuffly, but uh, Glenn mm. Campbell, does, they, they, they put the Glenn Campbell treatment on it with horns and strings on the yeah. whole nine yards. I, I do okay. have that one. I apologize. But it flattens yes. out. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, anyway. the, titles, yeah. the titles elude me now because of the... The the CD format, you know, the, the if it's a, it's, it's like, it's like his next to last record. I yeah, think. I have it. Yeah, yeah, I have that one. Yeah, but um, anyway, so so I I, I, I you know, just kind of get a get a taste of what everybody's, um, the the taste and in, in in just the four of us, go go. I mean, they touch everything. I, I think they absolutely touch everything. But I was going to say that that live album you mentioned. I, I thought of that when we had to the show. We're talking about favorite live albums. Yeah, that, that didn't. I didn't think of that until later. That one is really, and I didn't say there, there aren't a whole live, lot of live albums that I like to listen to from start to finish. That yeah. one is a rare exception. I can't yeah. remember what it's called though. You, cause you, I, I, Tara found it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get you the name. Because it's whatever it is. It's it was never, at least last I checked, it was never actually released in the states. It wasn't, but yeah. Tara found it for me, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get us a copy. Excellent. Um, uh, so Jeff, I uh, also want to uh, I want to talk about. Um, so we we we, we touch on. So when you. So you showed up and you started playing with us a couple of times. And because um, I, because I know, like I, I mentioned the Swingfield, Swingfield Playboys. And, um, you've also played with, with, I mean, you played with a bunch. You do the Cowboy uh, Church on here uh, in. Yeah, I used, we, we don't do it anymore. Unfortunately, they, they had to stop the church program. Um, but yes, uh I played with a lot of different groups in Houston. I actually started out with a guy named David Brake. He doesn't play anymore, but right. he got his he got his start doing the dueling piano bar yes. thing in Austin. I think he was I don't what was the name of the place? I can't remember the name he was at, but he kind of got tired of doing that, but he had such a huge repertoire of songs because he did all those, you know, those dueling piano bars, you just play every every song out there. Um so we formed this band. It was him on keyboard, me on fiddle. 
and we had a guitar and a bass player. Um, and we just did all kinds of stuff. And I, and I really enjoyed it because it wasn't just your typical country band. It was like, we were doing who, like the, who we would do like Bob O'Reilly, you know, the fiddle parts and stuff. And yeah. we would do, we had a whole bunch of original songs that we wrote and it was a lot of fun. And it that was really kind of my first experience doing the band thing in Houston. Yes. Um, we were playing like three, four nights a week. We played a lot of the same venues you guys did. We played Brian O'Neill's yep. all the time. Yep. Um, and so we were kind of just, you know, in the same circuit for a while doing that sort of thing. Um, and I also play, obviously when you're in, as they say, it's cliche, but when, if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. So I play in a lot of country bands too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mostly like the old time country bands. So I play once a month at the uh, Pasadena Opry, which is a show that they do for where we bring, it's much like the grand old Opry where they have guest artists come in and they'll do three songs and, um, Basically, they send us the set list two weeks before and we have to go through and learn all the parts and all the songs. And that's an amazing band. The, that group is just spot on. They yeah. are amazing. So tight. But yeah, I kind of play all over the place and all kinds of different styles. And that's the way I like to play. OK. And so uh, uh, so just and another off the wall question. I'm going to go. I'm going to go everywhere. <laughs> so right now. Jeff Duncan sitting in Houston, Texas. You're allowed to be dropped into any band in the in the world right now, any band playing or not. Where do you put yourself into right now? Walk on stage with a band. Who is it? Pick one. Sorry, but that's how we. Oh, roll. that's a good question. One band, if I could pick to go play with, would anybody probably. Um. Wow. Well, I I think Queen would be really fun to play with because they're just the music the musical ability of that God, band. I would love to hear amazing. That. Yeah, um, I think they would be really cool just to do some double fiddle with like the guitar parts that they do. Yeah, it would just be amazing. And I think also it's a very obscure band, but I would love to play play with the Dixie Drags. I think that would be I, a lot. That's of fun that's too. what I thought was going to be your first. Uh, yeah. Uh, have you ever listened to them, Eric? Yeah, Rod Morgenstern on yeah. drums. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lefty. Yeah. Lefty drummer. Yes. Chet? Uh, Probably I would love to have Gail Ann Dorsey's job. Uh, She played bass for David Bowie. And I was just thinking too, like I I think it would have been really fun being in Tom Petty's band to to do, to have, uh, what was his name? The bass player guy who died. Uh, Oh, uh, dead man. Howie. Uh, His role. He was, he was a really good backup singer and great bass player. And I was like, that would be really fun playing with those guys because I love all those guys. Uh, ben, yeah. ben Mont, Tench, and well, just like uh, Jeff, that was two. Eric one, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Social Distortion with uh, John Marr on bass and uh, Johnny Two Eggs on guitar. I would. That, I didn't that, see that I, that's, that, that's. I saw. Uh, I saw John Marr play with them back in ninety. Well, back in nineteen ninety one and ninety two, and in two thousand and. Anyway, I'm getting fucking old. Man. I, I, anyway, I, I think John Mara is the is the best bass player that that band has, and and Dennis, the other guitar player, was good. He was just a rhythm guitar player, but the guy they have now, Johnny Two Bags, is is awesome. So. Wow! And of course, I, Mike Ness is the lead singer. So yeah, and then me on drums. Yeah, of course, hmm. of course. Just to kind of get my yayas out, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you said don't. one. I said one. Yeah, I like that. And I, I was like I was it. very specific my, about what. Well, one in the band. Let's give him another one since we all took two. No, no, no I, got, I, got, I got my one. I got my yeah. one. Somebody knows how to follow the rules. I'm not with that. I'm a, well, he's a drummer. Drummers are usually smarter than. The and I'm still the new guy, so I gotta, I gotta keep my shit together for it. Okay. They can count to four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at least. At least. Oh. Okay, Patrick. Uh, oh, if, if me, I just go Bronski beat. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> so, uh, so Jeff. Oh, come on. Jesus. <laughs> Not the Bronski beat. <laughs> what? Get out of town. Erasure. Okay. Are we done? No, no. You have to answer. Because I'm, I'm curious to know, do you want to play guitar? Would you want to back somebody up? Or would you want to uh, be the front man sing with somebody? somebody? Yeah. What do you think? Um, I'd like Michael Anthony's job in Van Halen with David Lee Roth. That would be cool. Yeah. 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 I just, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the thing about you, Jeff, is you would go in and you would take you would be able to, you know, you and Brian May would be able to work together immediately and Freddie on, on no problem. Same with social distortion, the same thing with, you know, uh, me, 
I, I think if I could sing like Michael Anthony too, I would just, I would love that job because I would love to watch the, the friction and the, just the, you know what I mean? Just <laughs> the, those the spectacle guys. that is Van Halen. Yeah. That that's just, it's just a beautiful thing to watch and to see how, anyway. So, uh, Jeff, I have to ask as well, you're, I mean, people know you as, and, and for the people that don't know, and there's probably only one person that doesn't know and they're waking up from a coma. Welcome back. Uh, wait till next year. Go back into the coma. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, terrible year to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. Fucking time. Um, but if you, um, you're, so uh, you're playing on our record and we have, I have to say that the, the, I was excited about recording anyway. I mean, we've been talking about this for, for forever and now we have the opportunity and we've got the time. Um, but Jeff, so you, you really came in and you were able to give us a whole new, just like you do when we play live, you're able to, it, 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 it's, you know, for, for lack of a better term, I mean, you just put a, a, a different shine on the, on the, what we do. And so, yeah. And I, I know, I know the last time we had you in the studio, we, we put your, you know, we put you on the spot. We changed some stuff up immediately and it just, it just felt right. Is it as easy for you to, to come into that, to that situation and be able to, I mean, do, do you prefer to work like that or do you prefer to go home and have the, you know, the actual sheet music and, and work on that and then come in and do it? What's your, I prefer more of the on the spot creativity part of it because I think that um, it really invigorates me to get in there and kind of get my creative juices flowing um, and sort of work through stuff and put things together. And I'll listen, I'll say, Oh, that sounds cool like that. And it just, it gets me excited to get that creative process going. Yeah. And and, and, me, and you really do. You take to, I hope, I hope this isn't coming off as compliments because none of us like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you're, you're, uh, it, it, it just, it, that's how it seems to us. We look at you, you know, we, we look at each other when you're playing like, yeah, that's, that's what we're, that's exactly what we're looking for. Let's do it again. Make sure it's not, a but it just, it feels right. You know, it's got that, uh, it adds so much to the, to the, to, to, to the project, having this spontaneity and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and it's, uh, I, I know the police work like that. You're probably too young to remember the police. It's a three piece band. Uh, we'll talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, I've been up for a while. All right. Yeah. 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 I've I been up tell. for a while. I've been, um, but they heard the songs pretty much for the first time in the studio mm-hmm. and they got to, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of like the last couple yeah, of times exactly. that we were in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, so so it's, it is, it, it, it's, it, I think it's a little bit more exciting than having to jump in with stuff that you already know and you might even be tired of playing or it's not the way that you, you know. Yeah. You're able to mold it on the spot. Yeah. That's my. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Like I I think I mentioned before, but you know, I got my start in violin doing classical violin, right? And I played in orchestras growing up. I was in youth orchestras. And that's pretty much textbook definition of you play what's on the page, right? Yeah, and oh, I yeah. think I got real burned down on that because it was just kind of like, okay, I'm just playing this over and over. I felt it kind of, it was fun. I loved the setting of an orchestra where the whole group is playing together and you get that big sound, but you know, the same time I was like, I really just want to get out there and create stuff too, you know? So I, that's, I really have drifted away from playing orchestras and now I'm more into the playing live music on open mics, all that, because that really appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think it shows. Yeah. I think too, when you get like talking about that spontaneity part of it too, I think it, it, it makes you a more hyper aware player mm-hmm. when you're playing. It's not, that's going to, it's not taking away from, I think I think reading charts live for some people will take away from their um not their ability but I think sometimes the excitement is a little bit detached because they're so focused on what's on the page when you're just kind of playing and, and hunting and pecking your way through stuff sometimes you're hyper aware your ears get really big you listen to what's going on around you and I think it just comes off as a more um uh exciting performance I think that's that's a really good yeah. hunting and pecking. That's exactly how I'd see it as a she. she, she you know, and 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 hopefully you know, erring on the correct side. You know, nine times out of ten, and 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 you're only really. I mean, when it comes to notes, especially melodic notes, you're only a step or a half step away from the right choice anyway. Yeah, 
Wow. That's, yeah. A drummer just said that. <laughs> a, a drummer that can read that can read sheet music and tie his own shoes. Oh, yeah, cool. I got the Velcro. So, Chad, I, I I know you're not a music reader, but mm. I mean, and I know that you're a spontaneity. You're you're a, you're a moment spur of the moment player. Do, would you like to be to play in a situation like that with the sheet music and no, and the, yeah, <laughs> no interest. Was, yeah, I, I tried I, it. Yeah. I, I, I think I, t- I talked on a previous show how I tried to learn how to read, to recite read. I just, and I just got frustrated and gave up. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was trying, when I was the piano classes I took where they, they teach you sight reading at the same time, your keys oh. and stuff. And yeah, like, well, this is interesting, but there's no way I'm going to sit through this whole class. <laughs> so I just gave it up. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I told this story many times before, but we can just fast forward. But uh, Eric, we were in the van one time we were listening to a, or, or talking about a, 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 one of these bands that had recorded their sound check and it was just, as glossy and as candy coated as you can imagine. And uh, Eric just kind of throws his hands and goes, fuck that. I don't want to ever play in that band. Yeah. And that's, that's the moment that we all looked at each other and go, this guy's all right. <laughs> Cause I, you know, I like the, I like the, I like it to sound, I like it to sound as good as it possibly can without sounding like it's polished and there's backing tracks and there's the, I don't want, I don't want to ever, you know, be in that situation where, um, where, where you, where you're in that, in that stereo sounding mixed to a T. If you want to listen to the record, stay at home and listen to the record. If you want to, you know, and and it goes for the performers too. If you want to play like the record, then just fucking over, I mean, uh, hit the tape and just mime along with it. But it's the stuff that it's live music. Then you you can feel the air moving. You can hear them changing things. They're not going to play the same solo every night. Or if they do, they hint around the solo. They change a little bit. The vocal changes his delivery. Or her delivery, or whatever. Yeah, so the drum fills are different. Mm-hmm. That's the important. That's that's what live music is supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so so so, Jeff, are you are you working in any other projects right now? Are you are you work? I, I know I know de- live music is dead um, currently, but are you working in any other? Uh, well, not really much now. Um, I occasionally get a request to do a session here and there. I'm actually in the process of setting up a home recording studio so I can start getting people to, um, and maybe putting myself out there to get people to, if they need any violin parts or fiddle parts on songs, so I can just send them. So I'm in the process of putting that together. But in terms of, uh, I'm not really doing much musically beyond working with you guys right now, to be honest, there's just not much going on. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a there's there is one other group I play in. It's uh it's a Zach Brown band tribute thing that we put together just mm-hmm. recently. Um that's fun stuff too, by the way. That's really fun stuff to play. Um but we were supposed to have a show, I guess it was last weekend. It was the same weekend you guys were gonna be at Wildcatters. I was actually doing Wildcatters with you on that Friday. And then I was playing with this band on Saturday at Wildcatters. So oh. it was gonna be a double header. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah. of course it got, it got postponed. So yeah. I don't know when we're going to do that again, but I think it might be in October. That's the only other group I've really kind of been active with right now. You mean Rocktober. Hey, there you ah. go. Yeah. Anyway. And, uh, and, and Jeff also came with us to Ireland. Speaking of Rocktober, um, uh, a while yeah. back, how many years ago was that? Three? It was 2016. 16. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was, that was, that was intense. That was, that was really fun. Uh, that was, uh, that was your first trip to Ireland, correct? Yes. First and only trip. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we have to do that Had again. A blast. That was, that was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The, 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 the other nice thing too is, uh, for people that don't know when we took blackguards back, uh, for the first, when we went back the first time, I remember that the, the uh, American friend saying, uh, how do they take Irish music? being played by Americans in Ireland. I said, well, we're about to find, find out. out. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it was, it was terrifying because the Irish are very like the, the it's, it's kind of like a big Pennsylvania in that they will tell you to your face if you're not good. And, and, <laughs> and, and they'll probably add more to it. So you're probably not as bad as they would say you are, but they will tell you everything. That, you know, and so, so the first year we went across, it was, it started to set in because more, pe- more people than not asked me, uh, do you, do you think you're going to make it out alive? I was like, what, 
I think so. <laughs> now I'm scared. So when we went back with you as well, we'd, we'd done it a few times when we knew, but you, of course, had no idea how, uh, oh, you know, first time to Ireland, obviously you don't know, but they will, uh, they were, especially the, play, the places that we played were just so thrilled with your, uh, your execution is so different than a lot of the other fiddle players that we play because you always brought, you know, like I say, that Celtic Canadian twinge to it, but you also added a lot of your own, uh, you know, like, like, like um, my good friend, David Lee Roth, you guys probably never heard of him. He, 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 he says, you know, all these years of travel and all these years of experiences and all, everything that he's done, it's all in his voice. And that's mm-hmm. the same with you because of your extensive your work, you know, your, your, like you as well. You're you've played with so many different people at so many different levels of of you know tastes and styles and areas and festivals and big stages, small stages, house con everything. You know, so you bring that with you and it adds to your playing. So you bring with you that and I think that's immeasurable as far as a performer and a player goes. You when you take that stuff with you, you take that DNA from every every place you've been and you incorporate that's with jeff with you it seems to be more evident in your playing than a lot of the players that we played with because it 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 just seems like and and i i I wish i'd given this some thought because i could make it sound coherent but your 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 playing delivers your soul you you know your 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 personality your all comes out in your playing and it's I, i i i think it's because of that i think it's because of the you, you, you know, you're not just your extensive taste, but, but you've played with everybody. And I, I you know, I, I, I know of a couple of people that you've turned down, you know, <laughs> in, in our backstage storytelling, I, I've heard a couple of the, the horror stories and stuff like that, which are, uh, we need to do a, an X rated, uh, slapper cast and talk about all that stuff because it's, <laughs> it really is. It's true. It's, it, 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 I think it's the kind of stuff that co- makes us keep coming back to, uh, to playing live music <laughs> to, to, to relive some of these. Do you have any, do you have any horror stories that are, that are, that are maybe not trip, triple X rated? Let's see. I've got a few. Um, <laughs> I think one of my favorites was I had, I was playing a band. I was playing with the David break band and we were playing at a, uh, I don't remember what the bar was, but it was just your typical neighborhood bar. And, um, I think it was, there was a birthday party there, but they were celebrating this lady's, I think it was her 70th birthday or something. She was definitely an older woman. Nice. And she, um, get a number. (laughs) Well, just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. So she was up on, she was up on the dance floor. It looked like she was wearing a nightgown or something and she was dancing around. She was obviously quite inebriated. And she came to the stage and handed me a drink napkin folded up. And I thought, okay, she's requesting a song. And I opened it up and inside the napkin, it said, why don't you fiddle me fiddle boy? And it had her phone number in it. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Do you still have the number? Okay. And I did. I was like, I was sharing it with the other band guys. I said, check this out. This is hilarious. And the drummer said, Oh, can I have her number? (laughs) Drummer. 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 Exactly. I love it. I love it. Well, you tell you tell my mother. You know she's got to cut that out. Uh, Chad, any yeah. good stories? Any of the top of your head? Horror stories like that? That's, or, that's not a that's horror, not story. horror story. That's a great story. Fucking dreams. Yeah, that's a awesome. story. Yeah. Uh, Eric, I can't think of anything on right now. Uh, Eric's Eric's got the best ones, but Eric's always come out when the when the mics are off. He goes, yeah. Then there was you know. Well, there's, I, I had one last, I think I had one last week that I told like the beginning of it. And I said, oh, we'll talk about that yes. during the podcast. And we never did. It never came up again. And now I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was something about, wasn't there, wasn't there like farm animals? Probably. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Can you, can you just tell us? Willfully. Yeah. Can I can't. Just, I'll, I'll have to go back and listen. Just make fun If I go back and listen to that podcast at the very beginning. Yeah. Chef, I'll, I'll find the story. And yeah. Rewind it. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, there was a one time there was the beer bottle and the biker chick. I mean, that was interesting. Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's like, let me let me get the kids to bed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Maybe that'll be for the X-rated. Uh, yeah. Pod, uh, yeah. Podcast. Yeah. It's just it it, it, it um, yeah we've 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 had I mean we've had some 
I, I remember uh, I, I, this wasn't a horror story by any means, but I just remember the, the one time this uh, the person comes to the front of the stage and Jeff, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, um, but I'm infallible. So don't bother. Um, uh, the uh, chick comes to the front of the back, front, front of the stage and she's uh, she's asking me something I couldn't hear or I didn't want to hear. And she's telling me about this fiddle player that she has in, in, in her entourage, you know, and she wants him to come up and play. And she's telling us how he's the best. Uh, oh, yes. You remember that? Remember I that? do remember that. Yeah. And uh, she and I just, I, I, I wish you were having an off night, but I remember, I remember distinctly, you you know, there's, there, there's times when people play out of their minds, just can't hit, can't hit a wrong note. Everything is just, the sounds good. You know? and, it, and it was one of those nights. And it just, and it yeah. shows, it shows you at that moment that, a, that person has probably had too much to drink and they're probably lived, you know, double their life expectancy. You know, what they're, <laughs> what they should have, you know, what they should have been on the planet for. They're, they're past it. And, uh, but I remember, uh, I remember the, in the group, because of her, this is where I, it, it, getting, getting hazy. I remember the, the, the people in the group were kind of pushing their chairs further and further away from the stage because they had been mm-hmm. able to see what was being delivered on the, and she's, you know, Hey, why don't you let him get up and play? You know, he's, you know, you know, it's like the harmonica player. Hey man, why don't you let me sit in? You know, no, no. Yeah. I, I have this thing too. And that, I remember that situation cause she came up and she was saying things like, well, he's the best player in Texas or something like that. I'm just like, like yes. who says that, you know, yeah. who goes up to a band player and says that to somebody. I mean, come on. Um, but I remember I got my uh, my competitive nature came out at that point. And I was like, OK, you want to play that game? We'll play that game. Yeah. <laughs> so my response is always, if you're so fucking good, why aren't you playing tonight? On Friday. Where's, where's yeah. your gig tonight? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go sit down. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. And music, music gives well, alcohol, gives people the the ability to, to, to go and proclaim those things. Courage. To, to, liquid yes. courage. And and. You know, again, you don't have to be the best band. You don't have to be the best player. You don't have to. But if you're, you know, if you're, because uh, because we know of bands that have been unplugged during their set and sent home. You know, and 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 I'm talking about places that have music on a you know on a regular basis. And Jeff, you know these guys as well. They've been unplugged during their set and asked to leave because they're awful. Yeah, and we have. Uh, we were talking before the mics were turned on today about uh, uh, Chuck Berry being stiffed, Little Richard being stiffed, you know, before the, you know, before and after the shows, you're not getting paid and just do it, your gun to the head. And so, and the things that they had to go through to pave the way for rock and roll to, you know, to, to, to be what it is today. And then you have these guys that can't even play that are going into these clubs that are getting thrown out, which again is devaluing the, the, the the bands that are capable and the bands that are capable of not only bringing people but keeping people and entertaining people and making people you know like the 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 the, the four of us right now there's it's 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 because of good bands and great music that we want to keep trudging ahead and keep going and going and going you know so and I I I, I should have apologized at the beginning of this I am extremely up today i'm just <laughs> i am overly 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 hyper today i've had a just a, just a beast of a day i'm a, yeah, so long-winded chad you can edit as much as you like i don't know this has been great but this this is a but uh, and also it's it, it, it's it's a thrill to have jeff on with us because yeah. we uh we're as you can see we're four of us now and we're very very happy and honored to have jeff on our slapper cast 77 um I, I digress. The, 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 you know, the, the, the music and the, the bands that have come before are just are, you know, we will, we, we'll, I, I will never stop tipping our hat, never stop wishing and fantasizing about what, what could have been and what should have been and where we could, you know, part of our, on the shoulder of giants, as they say. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have a question for Jeff. Jeff, this okay. is Eric. How are you? Eric C. Hughes. I'm good. <laughs> My question is, how did you choose the fiddle? Or did the fiddle choose you? Ooh. Well, 
my parents wanted to start me on piano, but they lived in a small house and they couldn't get a piano in there. So they decided to put me on fiddle instead. So that's really kind of the basis of it, because both of them were piano students growing up. Um, So they wanted me to do piano originally, but they just I think they couldn't afford it at the time and they just didn't have a big enough house for it. So they put me on fiddle instead. And how old were you when that happened? Uh, I started when I was four. Whoa. Four, yeah, that makes about sense. And you're 14 now? Yeah. <laughs> no, 24. 24. Um, and, and your brother Andrew, does he play? He, they, he, was a, he played saxophone all through high school. Um, they tried to do piano with him when he was growing up, but he didn't stick to it. So, But he's a great guitar player now. Um, he taught himself to play, and he's, he, he does guitar and bass, and he's really good at it. Excellent. Yeah, I, I I knew he had to do something because cool. uh, you just don't escape. You know, you don't you don't walk out of the Duncan house without <laughs> without uh, without music attached. Oh yeah, he's he's got um, he's the same kind of thing with me where his music tastes are so eclectic and they're all over the place. And he and I don't always see eye to eye on music, and we always kind of <laughs> argue about it. But you know, we're both into the, like very eclectic kind of styles, so it's it's fun to see what he's listening to and I'll compare it to what I'm listening to and we'll, we'll have long talks about it. So yeah. it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have to say too. my, I, I spoke to my mother last week. My mother's first question is always, how's Peter and Kathy mm-hmm. every single time. So we're, they, you know, your, your, your family has been huge, not just on blackguards, but on, you know, throughout our all our lives you know so it's been it's, well they're my they're my biggest fans i mean they yeah. have always been following me in all my musical endeavors like mm-hmm. they go to every show almost they're super into it um my mom always tells me she says thank you jeff for giving us a life because they go out <laughs> and meet all these people and they go to all this music stuff and so they're they're i i just i mean the fact that they come out and support me so much is just yeah. really awesome and i yeah. love it yeah. Yeah. Well, they're, 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 yeah. Yeah. You definitely owe it to them. And you, and I, I promise you they there's, there's, there's nowhere else that you could have been reared without, without, uh, you know, I mean, or without them, you would, you know, you'd just be another harmonica player asking, asking <laughs> in on a Saturday night. <laughs> no, I, well, of I course. mean, my mom, my mom has like all the patience in the world. Cause she, she went with me to every single violin lesson I had when I was growing up would take copious amounts of notes so I could come home and practice. And she would force me to practice about an hour a day, every day. Yeah. And so it was, Just. and of course I kicked and kicked and screamed and cried and I was not having it, but she persisted and well, I'm trying knew. to teach my daughter how to play now. And I can, I'm saying, man, you have much more patience than I do. So, <laughs> Just, But Charlotte, she does play though, right? A little bit, yeah. We we started her about a year ago, and so we're we're trying. But as, as, it, as a parent, it's they don't listen to parents. I mean, you really no. have to take them to somebody else to to for them to listen and to right. Yeah, and I, it's, I think it's so. weird right now because we were doing lessons in person, but of course with the COVID stuff happening, all of her lessons are now over the computer, and I don't know if she necessarily gets the same experience yeah. over the computer. Oh, the, but. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, music is music is, you know, like uh, like Neil Diamond says, you know, hands touching hands. You know, you really have to be that. You know, yeah. I mean, and I appreciate the computer stuff. Now, Eric teaches <laughs> Eric teaches drums online. Um, do Do you find the same thing? Do you find it's a it's a especially with younger kids, it's harder to to get through to them on computer than it is to in, in a. Yeah, because I mean, you can't always get the right angle of what. Um, you want to do and and with drums especially it sometimes it's hard to when the sound overrides the microphone and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm starting to do a, a couple more in person lessons. Good, um, but definitely keeping you know the six feet and masking and the whole nine yards yeah. with that goes and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. And 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 Jeff, you taught for a time, didn't you? I did for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I got I got laid off and I decided to go into teaching. So I was teaching, I was doing substitute teaching, but I was also doing private lessons at a high school because my former orchestra director was the conductor, was the director at this high school. And he said, yeah, why don't you come in and teach some of my kids? So I did that for a little while, but um, didn't really take to it too well. I don't think I have enough enough patience for it. Yeah. 
It's yeah. I mean, it really t- does take a you know. Eric's been teaching for a long time, and we're um, we're uh, yeah, we're we're we're, t- we're t- pushing him more and more towards the you know, go teach, go teach, go teach. It, 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 I think everybody, I think everybody has to. Uh, I think every child on the planet needs a a music lesson or fifty, and they have to work in in a restaurant at some yeah at mm. some level. Everybody should okay. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I think. I mean, you know, to, to have a, a perfectly functioning society, everybody should do those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just think it would make for a better place. Um, we'll, we'll bring back the draft, but it'll be for the restaurant service. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll call it the craft. It's uh, in order to get your citizenship, you have to do a two year shift at the at a restaurant somewhere. There you yeah. go. At the yeah. Olive Garden. First six months are in fast food. Then. <laughs> your first six months are in fast food. Then they move you up. Yeah. You yeah. get promoted. Just like being in the army. You start out a private, then you're a corporal, then you're a sergeant. There you go. See, we just fixed everything. We just solved everything. We just did. Um, uh, but again, I, I'm not even ca- keeping track of the time. Um, uh, do, do, uh, so I think what we should do is uh, we should we should um, kind of put a bow on this one, and then uh, we should try to get you in here again, uh, but in in person. Now that we know that we can do the online, and we can do the call in thing. I think what we should do, Jeff, is try to get you in here and do an in person one. I'd love to. I'd love to kind of show them, um, which I should have done, and I thought about it a hundred times this week, as I maybe you know get the fiddle and just kind of show some different. Uh, some different styles and just, you know, be able to, but I think that might be fun to kind of do it in here and do a little, little impromptu, you know? Sure. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know, but, uh, uh, I've just, my head, my head spinning. We, well, we have to, we have to bring you back in the studio again. We've got some new stuff. Yeah. Uh, we've got some new stuff to, uh, uh, Eric and Chad haven't even heard it yet, <laughs> but we're going nice. to, yeah, we're, we're going to put some new stuff on the record and, uh, and uh, and then and then like and put a bow on that too because we're we're dying to get that out and I just can't do 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 your folks have a have a, a turntable? Yes, they do. Because I I want to I want to hand them a I want to hand them a disc. I want to hand them an LP with mm. with uh, with Jeff Duncan, you know, on on fiddle. I just oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, I want. Are you guys doing an LP of it? Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, totally. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, that's really just, cool. Yeah, yeah, but um. Oh yeah, I'm 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 designing a, a, a album cover in my uh, in my head right now. So nice. Yeah, we, we're going to put yeah. So so we, we, we so we have to get the Penlins, our our good friend the Penlins. We have to get them to to do a, a group shot of us, and uh, so we're going to do an LP with 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 liner notes, everything. So I'm just I'm just excited because uh, all all my years of of reading all this crap, you know, all all these album covers and you know, who did what and the pictures from all the studios and all the stuff. So we're going to do the same thing. And I just, like I say, your, your parents have been so good to us, uh, following us around and just coming to Ireland with us and, you know, letting us, you know, uh, giving us permission to warp their son. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been, it, 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 it they're, 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 they're truly, they're, they're, they're the giants and, you know, we, we appreciate the shoulder ride. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they like they. My parents love you guys. Every time um, I tell them that I'm doing a show with you, they get super excited. And they're like, "Yes, we're gonna come!" You know, so they they love you guys big time. Yeah, they're they're, they're coolest. They're coolest. <laughs> so, yeah. So cool. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna do. We'll do this again. And uh, yeah, I can't thank you enough for for guinea pig and the the Skype call in. Call in yeah, number one. Yeah. You're on. This went really well. I think this is the new reality of things. So it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. We're, yeah. we're a little late to catch up with this part of it. <laughs> no worries. Well, great. I really appreciate you guys uh, invite me to come on. I've, I've, you know, been looking forward to this for a while and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Let's, let's do it again in person and uh, say hi to the family and man, thank you for, thank you for, for doing this. And thank you for all your playing on the, on the, you know, make, making us play better. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you for giving me a chance on that first email. I mean, it's it's been uh, right. it's been a ton of fun. Been a yeah. wild ride. Yeah, very cool. Thank you, All Jeff. Right. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. All right, see you guys later. Take right. it easy. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. Cool. Do we want to just? Uh, Are we still rolling? Yep. Yeah. Still rolling. Awesome. Yeah.
It's yeah. like, but anyway, so, so it's Slappercast 77 continuing now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, anything moving forward that I, I know that we had talked about. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago, we, we recorded a brand new song that you had written like the night before. I wrote right? on our 16th birthday, just, just right. so you know. And it's a cut's called sweet 16. And, uh, we, How's he doing? I think you recorded, you, I mean, you, you, you said you had a new tune that you'd written like the night before that we talked. So I came over before we already had a session booked at Paul BB's studio. So I came over and met with you like for an hour before we went over and met Eric at the studio with Paul. And so you showed me the chords and everything. And so we go, okay, cool. And so we went to the studio and played it live for the very first time. And Paul gave a little, little input on, you know, so the, how to configure the chords and the verses, I think. And so then we did, we have that version. I don't know if where that one version is going to come out because we've now changed it. <laughs> so we, we did a rehearsal earlier this week here in, in for the sessions. Dublin residence for sessions. That's right. That's the other thing. We'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But so we, we expanded the arrangement again. So I don't know if it's going to change I, again. I, but. I added the halftime part. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a halftime section in the middle. Out, Chet. Right. Thanks Chuck. Which we expanded. So you can, that's the part that's, a, it the, was so nice. We played it twice. <laughs> the clip that's on Patreon right now has that section in it. So if you want to hear, hear that part, but anyway, it's really cool. And to me, it didn't sound like anything we've done before to me it well, I have to say to me it sounds familiar because I know I know what you know most people don't know the kind of stuff we've been doing behind the scenes uh to me it sounds totally at home but for most people I think it sounds like wow because we don't it's not generally not the kind of stuff that we play yeah I think you can definitely hear so, our musical influence oh that, yeah totally yeah, to, yeah if you listen to that song you say oh this sounds like so and so that's because it probably does yeah. Sound like so-and-so. Right, right. That's, that's who we like. Or yeah. yeah. Sounds like yeah, this yeah. or that. So. And there's a lot, this song has a lot uh, that, you, that you could, that you could pick out, I think. But to me, it sounds just new, it, but it sounds like us. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's a great description. Anyway. <laughs> it's new. It sounds like us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, the, 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 so Sessions, we're, um, Sessions is, um, Tim Westergren. 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 Um, from uh, he's uh, one of the founders of Pandora Radio, which uh, Pandora has been exquisite, just yeah, absolutely top drawer, amazing for us. We have met so many people through Pandora, and hats off to Pandora. One, mm-hmm. Anyway, Tim was one of the founders of Pandora, and he's doing a new um, project right now called Sessions Live. So when we recorded the 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 little Patreon snippet. We were, we were actually sound checking for them. So what sessions live do is they do a live stream and they advertise it and they help build our following for the live stream. So what we're doing now is learning how they work and how, what they want sound wise. So we set up in here and we gave them an electric show to see what they would use. And they, we were able to mm-hmm. make everything jive and we, and we, and then after that, then we recorded the, the song, which Eric decided to completely <laughs> butcher. My, no, um, it was nice. You know, we um, we we're, we're always we're always trying to push the the arrangements, and you know, never never want to just sit on a on a on a piece and just let it just let it die like that. You know, right? We just keep adding to it, put push a little yeah little extra meat on it. So yeah. Eric had a, had a, uh, just ca- ca- was it on the spot? Was it a, was it a, a, a new idea you had then and there, or was it something you thought about because we had played it at Paul BB's BB gun studios? What are we talking about? The song, the song in general, yeah. just because you had the idea to put the solo in then the halftime. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah because I thought, I thought that it seemed like it just went right from the second chorus right to the halftime. And it sent, it felt kind of choppy. To me, I mean, it's not, it wasn't bad, but it just felt like we needed something a little bit extra. And there's says, oh, let's do a short solo over the verse and then go into the halftime thing and then come back out of the solo. It just seemed to be like that way it helped kind of make the song a little quasi-symmetrical. It's like first chorus, first chorus, solo, halftime, solo, verse, chorus, and just kind of seemed to make it a little more, I don't know, just a little bit longer. Not quite so uh, one and, you know, we're in route. Yeah. Kind of a thing. So I think it works great because there's, there's, there's just something in songs like I, I always call it momentum where you want certain things when they happen at the right time in a song 
help to propel it forward. Yeah. There's something about doing structuring in that way that every time the you know, the first solo, then that part, and then another solo right after it's like, like kind of steps on the gas every time that happens. Yeah. So well, that's, I, love that. that's you, I, I go back to, and Eric, please plug your ears. Um, that goes back to what I said. What I've always said, if you got a shit drummer, you got a shit band. We got a good drummer. Mm -hmm. And we got a drummer that listens. He's a musical. And play, yeah. And and thinks of it like a, like a, like a, like a piece, not just a, let's just get to the end of it. It was just very fun. Plus also, if you think about it, I mean, the band could have two soloists, you know, a guitar and a fiddle or, or whatever the other person happens to be. So, you know, maybe have the fiddle play the first solo and then have the guitar come out. That half time thing just roaring like like chad says with that momentum yeah because it's like it's like you know you hit that it's like when you hit traffic and you slow down and all of a sudden traffic clears and you fucking take off again i see i I never take off i always go slower after it breaks up yeah i I I just don't want it to end (laughs) (laughs) i go as fast as humanly possible yes yes you you do (laughs) all all of our super talented people we've played with have been good arrangers including jeff um, that yeah. just makes me think of uh, Turi, Turi as well was was a fantastic arranger. T- 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 speaking of Turi, I'm glad you said that, Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, so Turi was our first uh, fiddle player, and Turi, I think some of her best work was done on standards. I think there. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I think she did a counter melody in Rocky Roll to Dublin, mm-hmm. which few people, uh, few fiddle players I've ever listened to, but I think that's the best part of the song. It just hands down. I just, the melody that she put under that, you know, when, when the so- song starts to pick up. I, yeah. So that's uh, my favorite track on that record, actually. Is it really? Because, not, because of all that. I mean, just for a lot of things, but one of the things I, I was just thinking of that when I, when, when I mentioned her, because when we were arranging that song, um, might've been before she came up with that end part. I can't remember, but the solo originally was going to be before remodulated. The modulation was always there. Yeah. You, you had that modulation from D to E when I first met you. Oh Yeah. You did that solo acoustically. That's one of the cool things about it. I was like, this is really, I'd never heard the song before. And, and anyway, so when we're arranging it, the three of us in, in this room right over here. Let's go in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is now his bedroom. It used to be the music rehearsal room. Yeah. The sex swing takes up the yeah. whole, whole, <laughs> let's go. all the space. Terry uh, suggested that we move the solo to after the modulation. So it's after we go to E, then, then, then the fiddle solo comes in. Um, and as soon as we did that, it was the same kind of effect. It was like, wow, you know, like yeah. now the song's really cooking when we, when we did it that way. It was uh, anyway, that's an example of that. So. Yeah. She also was the one that put the guitar solo at the end of Foggy Dew, which was, yeah, that's right. Know, I, yeah. I, anyway, so enough about Tori <laughs> McLean, Tori Hoyseth McLean. She is in San Francisco mm-hmm. and, uh, no, she's a, she's a and, and she's still a she's still a wonderful friend. And also, you know, we just uh, we just turned sixteen. Did we mention that? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Sweet, that's the song. Uh, but we're, when we're going to do this, and this is going to happen, so just we're going to do an anniversary show, and probably going to be the twenty. I think we're going to do the twenty somewhere, but we're going to you know probably Red Rocks, or we're going to do it somewhere. Yeah, and we're going to have Tory, Chris Buckley, you know Jeff Duncan. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all these fiddle players, and. Uh, and we're gonna we're we're gonna have yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be epic f- phenomenal yeah phenomenal so, yeah get you thank you phenomenal you go girl Fiddle-nomical. all right so yeah well I think that's the bow you were yeah. talking about that's a nice little neat pretty bow put yeah. on this episode anyway thanks y'all for listening and uh, do join us on Patreon because we do have that that, that the song we we're just talking about is on there right now. And there's going to be more. We're yeah, to- just a, a little, just just a little addition to that. I think that you know because we we did that we did the little the little piece in the room. I think what we're going to do as well because our Patreon uh, people have been so good to us. I think what we're going to do is we're going to record another. We have another new song. I don't think it's going to go on the record, but we got another new song that we'll get to. Well, you, you, that we you, haven't heard you, yet. You, you haven't heard yet. Good, good. But, I uh, love that kind of stuff. But I think what we'll do is we'll record it and we'll just we'll send it out because I I, I it's a uh, anyway w- without saying too much about it. I, I don't want to get your hopes up, but I I I, uh, I think it's a I think it's a funny song. I think it's a uh, but it, it's we're just gonna do it for Patreon and, and I'd like to in, just going forward. I'd like to put more of these live performances, these little snippets together for our Patreon yeah. crew and, and uh, you know, just, yeah. just a little extra thanks for, 
for uh, believing in us and helping us, you know, get up, you know, get moving and mm-hmm. keep moving and uh, hopefully get you moving. And, uh, but thank you for listening and a uh, big thanks to Jeff and also uh, extra thanks to Chad for doing the extra homework and bringing all this stuff together. Um, uh, all the gear. I, I, yeah, we, 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 we've, we've, you know, as, as dismal as you, you think it might be, uh, just remember it's going to get better. It's, and when it does get better, we're going to keep it better. And if, if I could offer one piece of advice, and I'm, uh, this is the only time I'm going to be serious, probably this month, maybe for the next few months, but it, please take care of yourself. And if you can, boost your immune system, get a little bit of exercise, and just, just you know, you know, we need you happy, healthy, and ready for our, you know, for our return to the stage. And um, just you know, take care of each other. Thank you for listening. Cannot thank you enough. And John Nania, notice one time we didn't mention Beatles or running. Oh, shit, oh, Chad, can you cut it. that off? <laughs> we love you all. Thank you. <laughs> nice guys. <laughs>